Okay, Screen Thought listeners, what an exciting day for us. So I took the friggin' ferry from the Hamptons and drove all the way to Cape Cod today just so I could sit down with Tim Miller. Hi, Tim Miller. Hi, Christine. How are you? Um, (laughs) Tim is with Cape Cod Times, and you're the features editor as well as the movie review critic. Yes, yes. Yes. And he and I have sat on a number of panels together, and actually I moderated two panels that you sat on. And there was just something about his approach, which always had this idea that I hadn't thought of. Oh, my, my, how odd is that, right? So I really wanted to sit down with you for a long time and do a podcast or two around some of the movies. And we were going to do it a month ago. We were going to do The Irishman. And then I had a a health issue with my teeth, if you could believe it. And I'm so glad we didn't do that because instead I emailed you and you said you were going to see Little Women. Yep. Okay, now what's interesting about this is we're going to, before we even get to the plot or the film or anything, we have to talk about the intro in terms of Little Women and the Golden Globes, leaving them out, as well as the, the, basically they've been left out of everything. But when I emailed Tim and said, he said, I saw Little Women and loved it. Okay, interestingly enough, Little Women all of the film critics that have gone to see the previews of Little Women, it's they've been sold out. There hasn't been an empty seat in any of the houses. Mm-hmm. But get this, Tim. It's all been women reviewers. Hmm. You went in Boston, I assume, right? Yep. Okay. Yep. Were How many people in the room? Well, it was packed. Uh, usually it's a combination of critics. There's There usually are about three rows reserved for critics. Right. And then I don't know where they get all the other people. Sometimes I think there <laughs> might be plants because... I saw cats last night, and people were, whoa, and I'm like, really? Yeah, so, yeah exactly. So um, I don't know where the other people come from, but Did the, you the notice that it was a predominance sit- of women in there? No, I didn't. Okay. I, I, I would guess that it was, uh, I would guess it was 50-50, but I could be wrong. I, did, I didn't really look that closely. Okay, well, interestingly enough, it's been left out with the exception of Shorsha Ronan being nominated mm, for Golden Globe. Right, yeah. yeah. It's been left out of all of it. At the same time, everybody's saying what a great film it is. Yeah. And you were just telling me, somebody, you guys nominated as Best Film of the Year? Oh, no, we didn't nominate. We picked it. Uh, Boston Society of Film Critics, we met um, last weekend, and that was our choice for Best Picture. Actually, it also won for Best Actress, for Best Cinematography, I believe. What was the other one? Best cinematography, best, oh, best score. Huh, interesting. Yeah. Which actually would not surprise me, and Greta would be, of course, not best director, though. She wasn't. The uh, Parasite director was... Which uh, I totally understand, but how can you possibly get all these nominations? Yeah. And the director, who is the conductor of this entire orchestra that you're talking about, how can they not be And she certainly was in the conversation, Uh and I really got the sense. I mean, our group is, you know, pretty even, I believe, in, in, in terms of gender. Uh-huh. And and she certainly was in the conversation. I mean, I didn't hear one person say anything negative about her. Right. Everybody's impressed by right. her. Right. Amazing, right? So, yeah. Yeah. Well, it's it'll be interesting to see what happens by the time the Academy Awards roll around. But keep in mind, I believe it's close to 80% of the Golden Globe voters are male. Okay. Oh. All right. Now, and that's why before we get to the movie, I want yeah. to talk to you about it. It's so interesting. Yeah. So here you are, this male movie reviewer, and you're obviously a man, and I'm obviously a woman, and yeah. rarely do I get the opportunity to sort of go back and forth. But there was a great interview with Greta Gerwig, and she talked about how, interestingly enough, Meryl Streep, when they were filming, Meryl Streep said to her, you know, women have been relating to men's roles in film 
for the last 50 years because that's all we had. Mm. So we've been replacing ourselves uh, in roles in films so for 50 years. So isn't yeah. it time that men can now start attending films that are perceived to be chick flicks or right. for women or whatever, isn't it time for you to start attending these films and actually place yourself in the roles that we're presenting Absolutely. to you as well? That's so interesting. <laughs> so Greta's feeling is that Little Women is not a film for women. And here you are emailing me back saying, and I loved it. Yeah. And here you are, half male, half female, picking it. You know, maybe Meryl Streep's not wrong, but I thought the poignant point, before we get into talking about the film, about... Mm how for all these years women have been placing ourselves in the roles that you were presenting to us in film because we didn't have our own films. Yeah. And that's true. I mean, yeah. I, you know, one of the reasons that I considered um, Silence of the Lambs to be one of the great films of all time for my generation of women is because it was the first time a woman was a protagonist surrounded by some incompetent and some evil and yeah. some decent men, but she was the one who saved all women from all those men. Yeah. And so, you know, so for me, Silence of the Lambs was just such a, a moment for me to see a mirror of what I wanted myself to be on the screen. And now it is 25 years later to the year. And here we are talking about little women and that Greta believes that it's not a film for women. So yeah. what do you think about that? Well, I, boy, I, I, know, I, I agree I, with that. That's really it's so interesting because this year, I think one of the, Movies that I haven't liked that have been sort of promoted as feminist movies. Can you give me an uh, example? The Kitchen and Hustlers. Hustlers? Oh, I hated Hustlers. And it's like, it's feminine. They're considered feminist because, I mean, essentially, what are the message of these movies? It's like, women can be as big of jerks <laughs> as men. In Hustlers, here it was... Melissa McCarthy playing this tough, you know, like you were going to see her. In this, oh. And I was like, this is such a disappointment. I can't even tell oh, you. Oh, it was so contrived. Right. And, and and also, it's like, and again, what are we supposed to take away from? They were so, both movies, so self-congratulatory. Yeah. yeah. Whereas what you you just mentioned, as far as Little Women, as far as Lady Bird, as far as what Greta Gerwig is doing. Is, Lady Bird was yeah. her first film that she actually... She wrote and directed. She starred in Frances Ha, and then she moved over to directing, interestingly enough. Yeah. And one of the things that she says as a director, she feels that film is one of the few artistic endeavors where it takes a village, meaning it's not one artist really doing it all, that everybody who comes to the table does it. And here you are saying that the cinematographer's going to get a nod, and yeah. you know, everybody's going to get a nod. So it's interesting. But did you like Lady Bird? Oh, yeah, I loved it. It was okay. in my top ten. Okay. Right also, also oh, yeah. about women. Yeah. Or women, directed by women. Yeah. Okay, also, she used the same star. What do you think about that? Is she madly in love with this person? Oh, I, you know, I think she uh, knows a good thing when she's found. Sure, sure <laughs> says know. she has a sense on the screen. You can't take your eyes We off. named her Best Actress, Did Boston you? Film yeah. Critics. Yeah. yeah. No, I mean, I think she's wonderful. I, the music, the cinematography, the whole cast. I mean, Chris Cooper is a wonderful, wonderful actor. And in, also, in, you know, I always see him, and all I can think about is, what's that film he was in where he's a spy? Oh, my God. Oh, I know which one you mean. Oh my God. With the real-life guy. Uh, yeah. I can't remember the name of it. Watch Penn. 
he's in some movie that I can't recall right now as a spy. And whenever I've seen him since then, that's all I can see. Oh, shoot. But yeah. I can't remember the name of it. But I thought he was totally... You know, I didn't recognize him in many places. But let's start with the film then. So Little Women is based on Louisa May Alcott's two-volume semi-autobiography that was published in 1868 and 69. It's been on the screen seven times, once as an yeah. opera even. I mean, it's not as if this film hasn't, you know, seen its day over and over again. And But the most recent one was Winona Ryder, Claire yeah. Danes, and Susan Sarandon, which I thought was a was really well done. But Me too. Greta Gerwig... She loved the book growing up, and she read it over and over and over again, and she really wanted to do it, and she wanted to do it. It's the first time the film is being done from a different perspective. And the perspective, um, so we can fill you all this in, we've always seen the film as um, the, the family growing up and going through very, very hard times. And then they get to adulthood and they sort of find their way. Okay, so Greta's feeling is, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to start. She begins the film and they're all adults. And they start to look back nostalgically on this childhood that was, in my mind, having seen so many of the other films and read the book, riddled with pain and, and difficulty. But when you look back, when you've gotten through all that and it's given you the tools that have made you the adult that you are, yeah. you can look back and see it more gently. So I think Greta chose to do it that way. You know, I don't, did you feel that way as well? Well, yeah, at, at first, you know, I think the first reaction for most people is really, we're going to do this again, you know, and hey. I loved the Gillian Armstrong one with Winona Ryder, I think that was on my top 10 that year. Okay, I, I thought exactly, it was an yeah. excellent, excellent film. So it's sort of like, okay, is this just for a new audience or what? And then as the movie started and had that, okay, we're starting at adulthood and flashbacks. And I actually, I think I wrote on my notes something like Little Women on Speed Dial because it was sort <laughs> yeah. of moving so yeah, fast. Yeah, yeah. And I, I didn't know at first, but once I got into the rhythm of it, it really worked for me, and I was glad that, okay, it's the same story, but a different take. And, and pretty much, really, everything you just said about, you know, looking back and emphasizing that part, which has, you know, it's always had that glow of nostalgia, the story, and that's always been the appeal. But in starting in the present and looking back, it, it just emphasizes that, I think. Okay, it's a different yeah. ending. We're not going to tell you yeah. the ending. We can't yeah. do a spoiler right. alert on the right. ending. But it's a different ending and she struggled, and she didn't tell anybody yeah. how she was doing that ending. She just shot a bunch of different things. Yeah. And, and I think it's interesting because one of the things, she really, really delved into Louisa May Alcott's history. Mm. Now, get this. In two years, the Alcott family moved 30 times because they couldn't pay their rent. Wow. So I figure that's 15 times. That's once a month. So every wow. month they couldn't pay their rent, so they yeah. had to move. They were poor in a different way than Elizabeth Bennett. Right. You know, right. I always think of them in the same context. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, we have, <laughs> you know, we're a family, you know, we're a solid name, right. but we have no money. You know, right. we don't have longevity of money. No, this is like Oprah Poe, as you know, Oprah always says she, there's poor and there's Poe. And she was, <laughs> and she was Poe because when she got out of the bathtub, she used pieces of a towel rather than wow. a towel. And that's wow. the difference between poor wow. and Poe. And so they were really very, very, very poor. And one of the things that she did is she enters, you're going to see a lot of things in the film. For example, Louisa May, she taught herself to write with both hands because she needed to make money. So she would write all night. Her right hand started to cramp and started to bleed. 
So she wanted to be able to write with the other oh hand so she could make a few pennies, you know, publishing yeah. her work. And she actually shows that in the film. Did you notice that in the no. film? You're watching her write and she yeah. actually changes hands. And it's like, what's that about? Wow. Okay, well, that's historically accurate yeah. in terms of is this an autobiography or is it not, and, yeah. uh, et cetera. So, and Louisa May Alcott never married. And it's interesting mm. because, you know, in, yeah. in the beloved version, you know, she marries this wonderful guy who I wished I'd married. <laughs> you know, having been married twice and not going that direction either way, <laughs> I can tell you they didn't quite get that. But um, I think her approach is maybe it's deeper than any that I've seen before. In other words, she didn't water ski over the story. Right. But really, we are <clears throat> knee deep in. I think I could see it again. And oh, yeah. Do you I think, yeah, I think. You know, in trying to take a somewhat different approach, it could have been contrived, but it wasn't it so at how, all. how could it have been interesting? How could it have been contrived? Well, sort of like, okay, I'm going to really put a strong modern spin on this. Right. You know, and, and sometimes yeah. it just seems so heavy-handed when that's attempted. Like, you know, I mean, just things thrown into movies and you, and you just know, oh, well, that's there because it's... Well, it's even some appealing. of the conversations, yeah. you know, she actually went and rented a cabin on Air, an Airbnb cabin, Greta did, mm -hmm. and she wrote it by herself. Yeah. But some of the conversations, she has a conversation with her mother, and her mother says, I'm angry every day. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Now, I never saw an angry, you know, Susan Sarandon didn't right. play an angry mother, right. but it's in the book. So Greta, mm. in this interview, that line is in the book. And so I didn't really see, you know, some of the characters, I don't know that they played up the complexity of the characters in this version is much more complex than in the others. Mm. You know, Susan, I think I, you know, Marmy was just nicely. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I have not read the book, so I don't have the context Do you want that to you now? have. Yeah, I would read it. Sure, absolutely. Are you a book reader? Yeah, yeah okay. just finished Lulu in Hollywood, Louis Brooks last night. Oh, oh okay, <laughs> great book. Yeah. Now, guess how old Greta is. Oh, I think I know. I think she's, what, 36? Absolutely. Yeah. You're absolutely right on the money. Yeah. Okay, 36 years old. She's been in front of the Academy numerous times already. Yeah. She's been an actor. You know, Frances Ha was one, a, a fine performance. Yeah. Wouldn't you agree? Yes. Okay, now she's got a, a movie that everybody's talking about, whether she gets the nods or not. I don't know that she cares that much. but I think she will. One reason, maybe, and maybe not, this is giving the Golden Globe folks a little slack, it could be because of the late opening that maybe they didn't, see, they didn't it. see it. Just like Uncut Gems, Adam Sandler didn't get nominated. He didn't either, yeah. And that opens, Interesting. Uh, it hasn't opened yet. It opens Friday. So it could be. I mean, it's funny how you just, like, for example, Star Wars, not that it would have won anything, but that wasn't available for the Boston critics. Okay, uh, but if, if you're right... Yeah. Then does that account for why A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood didn't get, and not one woman director uh, who has a lot of people, Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood, what else, Judy, you know, due respect, no women were nominated. Yeah. You know, no offense. Yeah. Uh, in the last three years, the yeah. Golden Globes have not nominated one woman. Yeah. So while that may be true in this yeah. particular case, I don't think they're going to go see it. Because as the data shows us already, in the previews, for most people reviewing, it was filled with women, not men. Yeah. So I think hmm. men think of it as a film for girls. Yeah. And basically her challenge, and the challenge actually for Hollywood in general, 
is to stop approaching films that way because we've already learned that's not true. You know, they can bring out the box office as well as anything else. And why not take, you know, a kid to the film? But then let's move into a little bit to the characters. But then that takes, how do you say it, Timothée Chalamet? I'll, I'll go with that. I, okay. That's why I write. I can't speak. I know because it's got a, it's got a little uh, accent at the end of the T E after Timothée. I don't know whatever his name is. Mm. Okay, Laurie, I didn't feel it. No, I thought he was too young. He looked like a kid, not a a peer of Joe's. Like Joe was so many light years ahead of him. I yeah. Thought. Although I mean, if you think of you know, women do mature quick more quickly as as I am definitely always have been evidence of. Um, women definitely mature. Did you more did you like him in the role? Yeah, I mean, he didn't blow me away, and I wasn't it Christian Bale who was in the previous one, I think, uh, as Laurie. Was he? I think <gasps> it was Christian Bale. Oh my god! I know. You know what? It might have been, but I, I sure so. didn't recognize him. Now. I know, I know. Especially because I'm so madly in love with him after, yeah. you know, uh, Ford versus Ferrari. Oh, he's just, a, yeah, he's uh, just amazing. such a chameleon. Yeah, exactly. But uh, I thought he was okay. I mean, I I, I, I didn't mind him. I thought he, he brought a certain innocence. Okay, Laura Dern or Susan Sarandon? Oh, wow. I don't know. That's a tough one because Laura Dern, we gave Best Supporting Actress for Marriage Story. And I, uh, which by the way, she's on the screen all of twelve minutes. I don't know how she gets to that kind of. Big well, and topic. also, she—I thought she was playing the exact same role she uh, played in *A Big Little Lies*. Exactly. I mean, uh, you just, know, no offense, and angry, yeah. hostile women—you know—all of a sudden we're going to pay attention yeah. to that because that's. It, let, don't even go there. Right. We'll talk about that. We're talking about the Golden Globes, but right. Um, I, thought, I thought she was toned down in this in a good way. Mm-hmm. I probably would lean towards Susan Sarandon, though. I think I would too. Yeah. And I think Susan Sarandon. If she'd had Greta as a director with a more deep personality, Susan Sarandon can do angry. You know, oh, yeah. I would love to see her sort of in that role, having that that conversation with her daughter saying, you know, yeah, I'm mad. I'm mad every day. You know, I don't know. You know, I don't know. OK, so what about Winona Ryder? Uh, I versus... love Winona Ryder. In so that role. I. Um... I would pick Winona over short. Sure, yeah, thank you. Yeah, I, can't, I say it right half the time. Ronan. Um, yeah, well, Ms. Ronan. Yeah, exactly. Would you? Yeah, but, uh, you know, and that's, I mean, I think they're both really, really good. I really do. And But I love Winona Ryder in that role. What about Shorsha Ronan in Brooklyn? Did you? Um, oh, I thought she was excellent. Yeah. Yeah. I think, but I think she has a, a thing that she plays now. She needs to be careful. I think the next role she takes, it needs to be a modern day role mm. and it needs to be a strong woman and a different personality. You know, yeah. I don't think she should stay in this line of vision or she'll never get out of I it. I did not yeah. like Mary Queen of Scots at all. I thought that was a, a bad movie. Yeah. Huh. And, uh, yeah. So I thought it was not her fault, but it was kind of a waste of time. Yeah, but I just talent. like looking at her. You yeah. know, I mean, I don't know. There's something about her on the screen that yeah. is mesmerizing. There's yeah. no question. Okay, who else stood out to you then? What about. I really like Florence Pugh. Did you? Yeah, wow. I thought she was great. And I, you know, I think she's seen, it was kind of refreshing that she just sort of, she seemed kind of contemporary in that she was sort of out there and kind of a teenager. And I like that, like that yeah. uh, she brought sort of this fresh exuberance right. that rather than, oh, I'm, I'm in little women, so I have to be restrained. <laughs> um, what about Emma Watson? Um, I, I would call that a tie between her and, what was her name? The actress who played the older sister in, in the, the... I don't uh, recall, Mona. actually, yeah. But I thought she was fine. I thought she was good. Okay, Meryl Streep. The trouble is, it's Meryl Streep. 
Yeah. And I can't, you know, you look at her on the screen like this, and I thought it was interruptive. Yeah, I did too. I, you know, I thought it was interruptive. It, it was sort yeah. of like, oh, Meryl's going to be on here for three yeah. seconds. We better all pay attention. She's got a problem. She's yeah. overexposed. She's very mannered. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I, it really struck me. I saw a movie. I don't know if you got a chance to see it. Diane. No, I haven't seen oh, it. Mary Kay Place is so great in it. And I was watching her, and she's playing... Kind of a you know working class person who's just who devotes her life to doing things for other people and it just has sort of this dull life and is it by choice why is she doing this sort of a martyr but I didn't see any acting there and it occurred to me that Meryl Streep is sort of the opposite that I do admire her so much she's made you know so many great performances whether Ironweed or Sophie's Choice. Oh, please, yeah. But a lot of times, she just sort of, you see the acting. It's It just seems a performance. And, yeah, she was not my favorite. And if I'm with you, I think she was kind of a weak link. In, well, in I thought it, I just interrupted the storyline for me yeah. in that it's like, oh, there's Meryl. Yeah. Rather than, you know, I, right. she's not, you know, she's not the aunt. And I found that problematic. That's I almost stunt didn't. casting. Yeah, maybe. You know? Well, also, I mean, come on. When, when Meryl says she'll do anything, of course, they're going to find a role for right, her. Right, And I felt like that was part of it, too. And I feel, felt that way a little bit in Little Big Lies this this past oh, season. yeah. I felt like, okay, every time Meryl Streep came on, it was like, can you believe she's doing this? Yeah. You know, rather than trying right. to really pay attention to her character, yeah. no matter how many false teeth she yeah. put in to do it. You know? <laughs> I wrestled with that because I was thinking... Is she great in this, and am I being unfair? Or, yeah. But, yeah, I, I struggled with that, too. And anyway, I, it'll be interesting to see what our listeners think about Timothee, if that's his name, because <laughs> I just thought he was a pretty boy and yeah. just way too young to play that part mm. of strength that, that he needed. So would you recommend it? You would. Well, obviously. What, Little Women? Yeah. Oh, yeah, four stars. Four stars. Oh, yeah, that's in my top ten. Okay, how many four stars do you give out a year? This year I gave out a decent number. I probably, I might have hit double digits this year. Really? And that's really rare. I thought it was a great year for film, too. You know, it, it wasn't until, and this often happens, toward the end, all of a sudden there's this tidal wave of fascinating movies and just so unusual and, and profound. Yeah. yeah, and we're going to talk about that. Actually, Tim and I are going to do another podcast after this one, which we're going to play just before New Year's, that's going to review both the last decade and this last year in terms of what great films there have been. Um, I can't wait to interview him on that because mm-hmm. I have not been reviewing films for 10 years, but how long have you been, you've been doing it? 40. Yeah. Okay, well, <laughs> he wins. Okay, you win, you win, you Sorry. win. Yeah. But here's the thing. I'm going to leave with this following question. Is Joe a hero? Yes. Is she? I think she is. Huh, interesting. I mean, I, I you know, because I think for me, what I love about Little Women Ultimately, I think it's it's a celebration of goodness. I love the fact, like, for example, what, what makes her go back to writing is Beth. It's like, do it for Beth. And I think she even puts her picture up or something. But it's like, it's not just for her. It's not just glory. It's this idea they're always trying to get, like, they're, Beth gave so much to so many people, was always sacrificing, even though she could have bowed out easily. Yeah. And they learn from her, and she inspires them. You know, and so they're they're constantly, you know, they're down on their luck, and they're still giving away their Christmas food Butter. and Butters. all of that. Butter. Yeah. yeah. And it's, I, I found it very moving, just what a celebration of goodness it is. And so I think she's, you know, she's heroic in that she's, a, you know, She's a, a real person, but she has a good heart, 
and as does the rest of her family, I think. And You know, I, I keep thinking to myself, is she a hero? And I think that if this movie were playing in 1869, right? You know, in 1869, she had no options. You know, by the way, she never married in real life. And she kept the copyright to this book, mm, which, right. by the way, was unheard of at that right, time. Right. You know, especially for a woman, no way. You know, yeah. there was a piece of her that was a rebel and a, you know, she was like Harriet Tubman yeah. around literature. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, she was an, an amazing force for what she accomplished back then. Whereas when you look at her now, she was just a strong older sister who became a writer. In other words, in today's world, she is nowhere near the rebel that she was then. But she was still the hero because she carried the family. And, well, and context is everything. Yeah. And, and it's not set modern day, so we're aware of the fact that, you know, if anybody has any sense of history, they know that, that she's a rebel in this case. And the movie certainly emphasizes that. Again, I don't think in a heavy-handed way, but... Yeah. Well, it's funny. Greta, who obviously did more research on her than we did, she said that in one of the letters that she wrote, she said, you know, I find myself so much more attracted to women than I am to men. Most likely she would probably have been gay in today's world. You know, she would have been a feminist and, and probably more attracted to her own sex than the other sex, which is why I think probably if there's a weakness in her writing, it's in the male characters. Mm. They're all weak. Mm. You know, I mean, you know, the school teacher that her sister marries, you know, Laurie, you know, even the professor, he's not a strong man, you no. know. So I don't know that she was attracted to men. Interesting. Yeah, I think it is interesting and nobody talks about it, but yeah. I do think it's worth looking at. I've often said, you know, one of the reasons I like Sorkin is because Sorkin can write dialogue for men and women mm. and he's equally adept at it. Okay, she is not, I don't think, adept at providing interesting male characters, which is why I do not think men are going to take to this film. This may not be the film that Greta gets to put out there that where they actually are. And it, it's funny because she was talking about Lady Bird and how men have come up to her and said, oh my God, I totally relate to the character and it's the female character. Yeah. Okay. And I don't think that's going to happen here because if I were a man watching that and I tried to go back in my mind, I don't think there's any mirror of anybody I'd want to, you know, relate to in terms of the male characters in there. So I think that's a weakness in this film. And I think Greta could have done better. I do. I think Greta could have done better. Don't you think, though, I I mean, I'm sure there have been so many movies that you've seen with really strong male characters with no, with where... Well, only 80%. Right. Where the women are reduced to playing cardboard. Yeah, but that's that's not the standard I want to hold up. You know, in other words, that's true. Oh, yeah. It's like if you want to go quid pro quo, which is maybe not a word we want to be using right now, yeah, we'll stay away from that. If you want to go quid pro quo, maybe. But you know what? I don't know that I want the standard to be. I think if you're going to be a great screenwriter, you better know how to do both. Yeah. I think. You You know know who was great at that was Carrie Fisher. Really? I didn't know. Yeah, I read most of her books. And. One thing that really struck me about Postcards from the Edge, even though, you know, she was mostly writing from sort of, I think, her point of view, when she wrote from a male perspective, it was like, wow, she, I think she gets it. <laughs> you know, yeah. not necessarily the most flattering portraits of men, but, but on the money. Well, I think she you know. also was a good observer. Yeah. 
you know, she grew up observing. She observed yeah. her mother, who was always center stage, and she was in the audience right. whenever the woman was in the room. Right. So, you know, she, when you're an observer, you can you can do that better. But yeah. I think the hard part is writing in different voices and different genders. And oh, so yeah. um, I highly recommend this film. And I oh, love good. that it's coming out on Christmas Day. Yep, There's me too. something about it me too. that sort of makes me think, yes, this is really, really appropriate. You know, yeah, so. I do too. Okay. I do too. So we agree. We agree. Oh, we agree. totally. So all of our listeners, please make sure you uh, take your whole family. And don't just go yeah. with the girls in the family. No. Yeah. No. Okay. So thanks so much for doing this with oh, me. Oh, thank you. Yeah, it was I a really pleasure. I really appreciate it.